2: My seven Chakras, episode 130. It always seems impossible until it's done. The 7 Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body
1: from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to my seven chakras. And now your host, Aditya
3: Jai Kumara. Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, and you are back to the show where we dive into the mysteries of the past, dusted off with the findings of science and research, and present it to you so that you can take action right away. This is a show where we believe that where the focus goes, energy flows. And I'd like to thank you from the bottom of my heart right now for your focus, your attention, and your love. Action Tribe, we have an amazing show in store for you today. But before that, I want to ask you a question: What did you want to become as a kid? I repeat. When you were six or seven years old, what did you dream of becoming? A doctor, lawyer, scientist, an actor, a basketball player, whatever it is, tweet at me, post on Facebook or on Instagram using the hashtag My7Chakras. I look forward to connecting with each and every one of you and learning what did you always want to become when you were a kid. And with that, we are now ready to welcome our featured guest for today, Richard Gordon. So Richard, are you ready to inspire?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Great to be here.
3: Thanks a lot for coming on our show. Richard Gordon, founder of Quantum Touch Organization, is a visionary and a pioneer. With 37 years of experience in the field of energy medicine, Richard is the best-selling author of Quantum Touch, the Power to Heal, now published in 17 languages and Your Healing Hands, The Polarity Experience Available in 10 Languages. While attending Christos School of Natural Healing in Taos, New Mexico in the 70s, Richard discovered the power of working with energies and hands-on healing. This led to a wide range of future discoveries as Richard began to explore all the energies. Around his hands, he eventually met an awe-inspiring healer named Bob Rasmussen, who had an extraordinary ability to heal people people's bodies with his hands. Richard began apprenticing with him and this is how his work was born. Richard founded Quantum Touch organization more than 16 years ago. The organization currently has more than 1,400 certified practitioners in over 50 countries around the globe. So Richard, that was a brief glimpse into the extraordinary life you've led so far but take about a minute and
2: tell us a bit more about you. Well, I've been not just teaching energy healing and using energy healing but I've been researching energy healing and making discoveries and for a long time the basic quantum touch work involving breathing and body awareness was I didn't know that I could go further than this but it's gone so much further I'm just in a constant state of amazement, especially with the most recent discoveries. It's always the most recent ones that I seem to be most excited about. Wonderful. So I'm really
3: excited, really enthused to learn more about your discoveries and your stories. But before that, I'm sure that you agree where focus goes energy flows. Now to build that energy before we dive into today's episode, we dedicate the first few minutes to some inspiration. So let me ask you, what is your favorite inspirational quote? And also tell us how
2: you apply this quote in your life. The quote that comes to me right now is by Nelson Mandela. And he says, it always seems impossible until it's done. And this has been so deeply part of my life because I've made some new discoveries this year that to the rest of the world would look absolutely impossible. But it's so robust and so exciting that you can actually see it before your, your eyes without even a double blind, working virtually 100% of the time. So we're able to take things that people thought could not be done and to do them right away. I think that is a powerful quote. It always seems
3: impossible until it's done. Action Tribe, whatever dream, whatever goal, whatever vision you might have in front of you right now, it might seem impossible. But as you've just heard, it always seems impossible until it's done. So thanks a lot for reminding us. And with that, I'd really like to ask you, what inspired you to write your book, Quantum
2: Touch, The Power to Heal? When I had studied with Robert Rasmussen, as you had mentioned, the first time I met him, I thought he was just this big guy who was uh, making up stories would talk about dissolving a large tumor in an hour or resetting bones that were broken and the child walking the next day. And I didn't believe anything he said, but he said that you could just touch people and the bones would move back into alignment. And he demonstrated on my girlfriend who was standing in the front of the room and we could all see she had a major scoliosis. And in about eight or 10 minutes, she was about 50% straightened up. His hands were touching her and the bones were sliding into place like a hot knife moving through butter. I couldn't believe my eyes and that started me on this journey and discovering that it works on all the systems, organs, glands and what we can do is through the applied use of the life force energy most often referred to as prana or chi or ki we could focus and amplify this energy to allow a person's self-healing process to be amplified and accelerated and that was the beginning of this incredible journey that was when I learned that my first book was only a few months from coming out, and that was in 1978. And things are only accelerating today.
3: Wonderful. Now, for someone who's new to this topic and wants to get a better idea of this concept, what
2: exactly is quantum touch? Quantum touch is a form of hands-on healing that allows people to access This energy, the Chinese have called it chi, as I mentioned, and the yogis called it prana. It's most two common names for it. This is the animating current of life that flows through us. And by using very simple breathing and body awareness exercises we can move this energy through our body. And then there's a very simple principle of resonance and entrainment. That means when two things vibrate at different frequency, there's a tendency of these two vibrations to come together. Either the lower frequency matches the high one, the high one matches the low one, or they meet in the middle. The quantum touch practitioner learns to raise their vibration through that breathing and body awareness. And by creating a field around the part that hurts on the other person, they're able to raise the energy level and then their body intelligence and the spiritual intelligence does the healing. And we like to say that the definition of a healer is someone who was sick and got well. And a great healer is someone very sick who got well quickly. And because we're raising the energy, we never come down and get drained or tired uh, from doing the sessions because we're Lifting our own energy first, so we're giving ourselves a session first and letting the other person come up and match us. So unlike many other systems, we don't have to face that problem of, of people becoming drained or sacrificing themselves in order to help others.
3: One of us, you mentioned that it is basically a practice that allows us to tap into the energy that flows through us. And through practice, through breathing, you learn to move that energy at will Through us. And then at a later stage, the practitioner, as you mentioned, learns to raise the vibration, creating a field and
2: allowing the body intelligence to do the healing itself. Is that correct? Uh, Very close. It's all exactly right, except that the process of learning to do it happens all at once. Mm. And we not only do breathing, but we're equally focused on body awareness. So you link the breathing and the body awareness together, and that automatically raises the energy so that the body intelligence can do the work well thanks
3: a lot for that now as we look back in history to the ancient civilizations whether it was Egyptian, Chinese, Indian, Greek or even Christianity there was one common thing based on what I've noted all of them knew about the healing power of the hand and you also written your book
2: called Your Healing Hands could you talk to us about the healing and therapeutic power of our hands? Because we use our hands so much they're a real focal point for us And so we're used to doing everything through our hands. And so this is a natural way for us to place our awareness and our attention through our hands to the part of a person that's hurting. But about seven, eight years ago, I wrote a book called uh, Quantum Touch 2.0, The New Human, where I showed that you don't have to use your hands at all. And you can work about two or three times faster than you thought you could with your hands. Now, I don't recommend that book to the beginner, but it's exciting to know that that's a place this work can go, that you can accelerate it beyond that.
3: Well, that sounds really intriguing. Now, based on what I've read, you have over 40 years of experience in energy healing and the quantum touch. Over the years, I know that you've transformed so many lives. So, so far, what has been the most inspiring and amazing transformational story that you've come across? Well,
2: there's actually way too many to choose from, but I'll, I'll give you one that was very exciting to me, which was an infant was born, 13 weeks premature, uh, with severe fetal alcohol syndrome, addicted to amphetamines, and the prognosis was a 20 to 40 IQ and lifelong institutionalization. And to kind of make a long story very short, the child was adopted by some very sweet people who were both quantum touch instructors. By the time the child was uh, three, he had average height and weight. By the age four, he was brilliant, and by five, who's the, the leader of the preschool and everybody adores him. And he actually was able to learn how to see energy himself. And he is above average intelligence. And you would never know that there was anything that was ever wrong with him. And we see this working on infants and animals and people under general anesthesia and plants and fluids. We don't know the limits of what's possible. And that infant story is just one of literally thousands and thousands of stories.
3: Beautiful. So I'd imagine that when you teach energy healing and
2: these amazing learnings to children, they're able to grasp faster, is it? Well, the children pick it up almost immediately. Wow. The advantages: is their energy is very pure, but the disadvantages: their attention span tends to be rather short. Adults will pick it up very quickly as well. I've had people in their 90s taking the class. I've had children as young as seven learning how to do it. You can learn from the books. You can learn from a uh, video workshop online. You can learn from live instructors that we have around the world. Uh, that Obviously, the live instructors are the best choice because you get direct contact and questions and, and the experience of seeing other people in the room being transformed and it's not just your own sessions that do that.
3: Now, based on what I've read about you, when you were young, you were a bit of a skeptic. And in your terms,
2: you called yourself, I believe, a non-theist. Is that correct? Yeah, that's absolutely right. I I had no reason to believe anything outside of the physical reality. But uh, I kept my mind open to the fact that if things were real, I would want to know about them and change my mind and that certainly has happened so many times over now that i'm actually leading the charge toward people discovering their spiritual identity which i think is really crucial and i'm actually working on a new book now that will be out in a few months that will be called the secret nature of matter and when you say where you bring your attention the energy goes I now have a clear way of demonstrating this is absolutely true.
3: That is amazing. Now, I've read that sometime in your youth, you were flooded with a series of extraordinary experiences that really caused you to enter a state of silent prayer, wishing sincerely you knew what is really true. I know that this is a really uh, important question because many of our listeners around the world are going through this new transformative experiences, many of which they might not understand or have an explanation for at this time. So could you talk to us about
2: the series of experiences that you had? Well, there were many of them. I ended up having some health issues and i went to see some three different friends told me to see a particular healer and i didn't believe in healing especially not this kind this was psychic surgery Mm -hmm. some guy in california named reverend plume was doing these psychic healing sessions and I watched him work on me. I saw him slowly put a a finger straight into the back of a woman's neck from about four feet away. I saw things that were so impossible and he wasn't even performing. I was watching him through an open door. I had so many experiences where the reality didn't seem to fit my old pictures. And I remember walking for hours one day just in my heart asking the universe, I really want to know it's true. Or maybe I was just talking to myself, I'm not sure. But that led to a whole series of new experiences. And that seeking of truth, wherever it takes you, being really sincere within yourself is a fantastic technique to use in order to open your life to new discoveries and new possibilities.
3: Beautiful. Now, when we think about energy healing, two really powerful terms come to mind. The auras, our aura and our energy centers or the chakras. Yeah. So for someone, again, who is new to this topic, what are these two phenomena or concepts and how are they
2: related to each other? Well, the chakras are the way that spirit brings life to our body through these seven primary energy centers that are called chakras people think of the chakra kind of like the glow or the aura like the glow that the candle makes but it's i think it's quite the opposite the Mm -hmm. chakras create the body the body doesn't create the chakras the chakras are more real than the body the body is part of the illusion the maya but the chakras are the generating force So one of the kinds of healing work you can do is to bring further energy to the chakras. Now the aura is all the different layers of the aura are just expressions of our health and consciousness. They're kind of like a reflection of what we're actually experiencing. And a lot of people think they go to some health fair and somebody's going to take an aura photo of them. It isn't an aura photo. The aura Mm -hmm. is not on a physical vibration and will not show up in physical equipment. You can't detect radio signals with a rock any more than you can detect auric signals using uh, physical machinery because it's on a different frequency of vibration. Anyway, that's kind of a long story to go into that one. It's the understanding and working with the chakras is one of the key components to doing energy work and energy healing work. So firstly,
3: I'd like to repeat something that you said that is so powerful. And I'm sure People would benefit from, you know, listening to it again. The chakras create the body. The body doesn't create the chakras. Am I right?
2: Yes, exactly. The chakras are more real than this illusionary body that we're living in. And People think the body's real and it feels real from our point of view. As if you lived inside a hologram, everything inside the hologram looks real. But if you were outside the hologram, you could put your hands through the light. And our bodies seem real to us in this plane of existence. But the reality is... Uh, were these spiritual beings, as Teilhard de Chardin would say, were not human beings having a spiritual experience for spiritual beings having a human experience.
3: That is truly beautiful. Now, I want to take this a step further. Now, in Hindu Hinduism in India, people say everything around you is Maya. Yes. Everything is illusion. People say that we are beings of light. We're living a life of a hologram. So could you explain a bit more about what this really is? Why is everything an
2: illusion, the
3: physical manifestation?
2: The matter itself is 99.99999927% empty space the subatomic particles pop in and out of existence. People who studied quantum mechanics uh, say that the stuff that makes up reality doesn't even seem real. The whole physical plane, as we understand it, appears real to us. If I get punched in the nose, my illusionary body's gonna bleed and I'll be in pain, but mm-hmm. it's still an illusion. And it turns out that our consciousness, our love, is the most real part of us. They say that uh, you don't remember from lifetime to lifetime, but you remember the love. The love is the most real part of us, as the chakras are an expression of the reality of who we are. It's a really a long subject, and I've written an entire <laughs> chapter about it recently, and it's hard to summarize it in a few seconds, but that's a little picture of it. So the stuff... That makes up reality
3: doesn't even seem real. We are 99.999% nothingness. The only truth is love that is carried forward from birth to birth. So, Richard, this is really interesting. This is really amazing. I love this topic. Let's say someone listening to the show right now wants to learn quantum touch. Firstly, what's the process
2: like? And what are the various stages that he or she would have to go through? It's really easy. People can uh, pick up the quantum touch, the power to heal book, and just start doing it in an hour. Or Better yet, they can watch an online video workshop at quantumtouch.com and learn how to start doing it as a real training so you can watch how we're doing the breathing and body awareness exercises. And better yet, we have instructors uh, teaching all around the world who will have live workshops. And these are the easiest ways for people to be able to start up, to be able to see that this actually works. And you know, some of my students were doing these healing circles on a regular basis. And they would always invite somebody outside their group to be the person they worked on from week to week. And they would see these miracles happening all the time. And they started becoming very uncomfortable with using the word miracle because they said, we can't call it a miracle if it happens every week. So they came up with a new word and they called it Normal. Oh. When miracles become normal, <laughs> you call it a normal. That's really amazing because,
3: based on what I understand, your students, the people who are teaching others this seeming miracles, are able to do it with such consistency, with such predictiveness that it becomes a normal and not a miracle. I
2: love that. Yes, exactly.
3: Now, before moving on, in order for our listeners to build some momentum towards maybe feeling their energies and cultivating it, is there a simple yet a powerful technique that you can teach our listeners something that they could maybe try out today itself
2: yeah I'll give you um, you know how it is when people are learning to ride a bicycle they put on training wheels in the back Mm -hmm. they don't let you go very fast but they kind of keep you upright and you get the sense of riding a bicycle well I'm gonna give a technique now that's kind of like training wheels to do energy healing it's not what we do when we're actually doing a session but it's enough that if you actually put your hands on somebody for five or ten minutes doing this you would start relieving their pain and suffering right away And this technique is, okay, I'll just go ahead and give it. What you do is rub your hands together very quickly for about 10 seconds so you can hear it, I'm doing that. And then Mm -hmm. why, as soon as you stop, put your hands on somebody sandwiching the area where they have pain. It could be a headache or shoulder problem or lower back or whatever, but just touch the spot. And while you're doing this, be taking very deep breaths Just really letting yourself exhale and inhale deeply. And every minute or minute and a half, rub your hands together for another five or six seconds. And keep doing it back and forth. And apply as needed. Now, this is a a quick quick and dirty technique that will work. And what happens is we're having you rub your hands not because we're building up some kind of static electricity or something silly like that. It's a shortcut technique to get you keeping your attention in your hands because your hands will tingle and vibrate after you've rubbed them together. That awareness of your hands is kind of a shortcut to getting you to place your body awareness into your hands now with quantum touch we're having a person being able to meditate and link breathing and body awareness techniques with their entire body but this is like training wheels so by rubbing your hands doing deep breathing and sandwiching the part of their body that's in pain or having difficulty you will be able to start scenes immediate results with this sort of work.
3: So thanks a lot for that tip. I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So Richard, before moving on, what is your definition of spirituality?
2: Spirituality is our relationship with spirit. And I believe that everybody has a relationship, whether they are conscious of it or not. There are atheists who are extremely spiritual. There are spiritual people who aren't spiritual at all. There's all combinations, but spirituality has to do with being able to access certain states of consciousness, to feel the oneness, to feel depth of gratitude, to feel love, to care, have compassion toward other people, to want to alleviate suffering, and so forth. There's a wide range of these emotions to live uh, and states of living within your integrity, spontaneously acting according to your uh, principles of honesty, responsibility, self-trust, and so forth. All these kinds of things are spirituality. Now, it turns out that only a small percentage of people have made their spirituality their top priority. But Mm -hmm. those who have know it. And ironically, there are many spiritual people who hate the word spirituality because they think it's synonymous with religion. There's plenty of religious Mm -hmm. people who are extremely spiritual, but there's others who aren't at all. And so it's not about your beliefs precisely. It's about the way you live and the level of connection you have within yourself to your love, your integrity, and your willingness to continue to grow. So I simply love your definition
3: of spirituality. Thanks a lot for that. I'm sure a lot of our listeners listening to the show right now will be able to resonate with the thoughts that you articulated so well. Action Tribe, for today's show notes, visit my7chakras.com forward slash 130. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 130. Chance encounters often create magical opportunities for joy, understanding and personal growth. The key here is to stay open for even the most incredible sunbeam cannot pierce a wall of stone. This is a powerful quote by Shel Thompson. Action Tribe, the idea behind this quote is powerful. If you are up for the adventure that life really is, then be prepared and open to meet new people, learn new ideas and visit new places. You truly never know who you might meet there and sometimes the person you might meet may just have the right answer that you're looking for. The key here is to have faith in the workings of the universe as we are learning today because as you know, when you open yourself to opportunities, sometimes the The universe might send you challenges, sometimes obstacles to test you and to help you grow. So Richard, I'm sure that you have faced numerous challenges in your life as well. So take us back to a time when you faced a major challenge. How did you encounter it? And then how did you finally overcome that challenge?
2: Well, life continues to throw challenges uh, all the time. I think for me, the willingness to not know, the willingness to to continue moving forward even when I don't have a clue or a possibility of how to get there has just been a real gift to me to encounter something that I have no clue about. And then, kind of like I did when I was asking, I want to know the truth about what's possible, to be able to hold a question with an integrity over a long period of time. How can I possibly heal this or fix this or move forward and hold a question with an expectation or love or gratitude I really want to understand this thing. I want to be able to get to the other side of this and then allow the universe to find a way to open the door and give you answers and that's really the best way i found to be able to approach that situation.
3: Now based on what you just shared with us looking back at your life what is that one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our
2: listeners? A major life lesson is to be open to miracles, be open to the unexpected, kind of like what you were saying, to be open to the possibility that you don't have all the answers, that Mm. there are things yet to be learned, things yet to discover, things that are so far beyond anything you could imagine. And just to be open to this. There's a beautiful, another beautiful quote that if you could let learn to allow, there is nothing else you would ever need to know. So we think that we're gonna break through with hard work and control or manipulation to get mm-hmm. to we're just gonna nose to the grindstone, we're gonna push our way through. But sometimes that's not the answer. Sometimes the answer is to relax and allow kind of uh well actually there was that scene in the in the Star Wars movie where what was his name? Uh the character was reaching for the lightsaber, he couldn't reach it, so uh had to relax and it just jumped into his hand it's kind Mm -hmm. of like that where you have to just let yourself allow things to happen as, as opposed to trying to control manipulate and dominate which is the old way of the world
3: Wow, that is a powerful Jedi skill that you just taught us right now. You shared that the willingness to encounter something that you don't know about, there's a lot of uncertainty, but your ability to hold that question in your mind with integrity, without swaying, without changing, but with gratitude, with intention, with focus, and then allowing the universe to help you, that is what will enable you to create a transformation in your life. Thanks a lot for sharing that. I think sure. that's really inspiring. Action right. As you head out towards your life, remember that there is power in action. In most cases, before taking a bold step in a brand new direction, you might feel that you're not completely prepared. Maybe you don't have the right funding. Maybe you don't have the perfect education. Maybe you want the perfect mind state. Or maybe you feel like, you know, the business climate or something like that might not be perfect. Remember this one thing the road to someday leads to a town called nowhere. Take some form of action right away because that will build the momentum that will help you get going. And as Gary Ryan Blair once said, you cannot afford to wait for the perfect conditions. Goal setting is often a matter of balancing timing against available resources. Opportunities are easily lost while waiting for the perfect conditions. So as we have learned today, just allow the universe to help you. (laughs) So Richard, what is your life's purpose
2: at this point in time? I believe that my life purpose is to help uplift myself and others to actually one thing that's really deeply in my soul and my desire is to change the dominant belief of humanity to move from a materialistic perspective to a spiritual perspective. And that's part of the reason I'm so excited about my upcoming book, because it's a complete breakthrough showing that our consciousness clearly affects matter in a way that nobody had imagined or I mean, people that kind of knew this spiritually, but a way to demonstrate it right before your eyes. This could change everything. It's kind of like a, it's going to break the old beliefs about materialism in a very clear and profound way.
3: So is there a particular date when the book is set to release so that our listeners can wait for it?
2: <laughs> um well, through my publisher, we're looking at the ebook release in November, and it will be called The Secret Nature of Matter. And we're looking at matter and consciousness and how you can actually put consciousness into matter and then be able to just hold that matter up and just touch somebody with it for a second and cause a massive physiological change in them. And it can be any kind of substance whatsoever, wood, glass, plastic, metal, rock, grain of rice, Anything, Every, all matter holds consciousness equally. It, everything is made of God stuff. It's just I, I'm kind of lost for words. I'm so excited about this because I've run fifty six experiments to date, understanding wow. the lawfulness of consciousness in matter, and very surprising results. Things I would never have anticipated, including the discovery. Of what I'll call conscious entanglement. And uh, we can entangle things with our mind kind of like quantum entanglement in physics. And then anything that happens to one of these objects immediately happens to all the objects because the mind had entangled them. It really shows how much of the illusion that we're actually living in.
3: So if there's energy all around us, and if we are nothing but illusions, the physical manifestations, then I guess it would be easy to attract whatever we want into our lives as well like the law of attraction well
2: it would seem that way wouldn't it But because we came here to learn to grow and to love we came in with a lot of emotional baggage through Mm. our parents and past lives and other things and so the body has the ability to express unfinished emotions as health conditions and our pain often goes deeper than we want to know But the truth is that our love goes deeper than we can know. And so it's very profound work when a person looks to find the emotional cause of a health condition. And I developed a whole system that took me 30 years and it's called self-created health that teaches people how to find and release these conditions for reality creations. And it's a seven-step process, and it's a little bit time-consuming to go into it. But this is how we find out why we're attracting or creating a particular condition in our life. And it should be easy if it's all an illusion, but we created Mm. the illusion for our growth. And in order to grow, sometimes we have to confront the real deep honesty within ourselves to get past the barriers that we set up it's kind of like the comedy movies where the person says don't let me out no matter how much i scream and cry keep this door closed and then as soon as the door closed person no no let me out let me out i didn't really mean (laughs) it but we come into this life and say i want to learn this thing and so we give ourselves an abusive parent or a Terrible situation or something we have to overcome, mm. and then we say, No, no, this was a terrible mistake. I shouldn't have come here, but this was our choice. Our choice wow. was to learn and to grow through these very challenging experiences. What challenge would there be if we hadn't challenged ourselves and so we create these obstacles, and even though it's an illusion and we should be able to just manifest you know the money is just silly putty, we should have as much or as little of it as we want at any moment. we set up these obstacles for ourselves in order to give ourselves something real to grow through. So
3: another powerful magical quote that you just shared, our body expresses unfinished emotions through health conditions. Is that right?
2: That's right. That's
3: it. And no wonder people have these health conditions which are seemingly solved by pills and other medications and it goes away for a while but it comes back again along with more side effects because they are not solving the unfinished emotion that's collected
2: deep within. Yes, absolutely. And so, by the way, when they give you the pills, they are not really side effects, Mm. they are direct effects.
3: Wonderful. And I'm sure that that, this can be a completely new episode because this is is a huge topic. Now, looking back now, was there ever a special moment after which you were
2: certain that your life was about to change? Talk to us about that story. Well, I think that some of my journeys on psilocybin mushrooms were so profound where I connected to the oneness and the infinite nature of love. And I understood the cosmic joke And the cosmic joke is that I forgot who I really was and who I really was was this being of infinite love. And I laughed, screamed, howled for five, six hours remembering who I really am and thinking it's the funniest thing in the world to have forgotten my true identity.
3: Wow. Thanks a lot for sharing that moment with us. And this brings us to my favorite round, the wisdom round, a round that contains four rapid fire questions so that our listeners can take note and take action.
2: Are you ready? All right. What's the best advice that someone's ever given you? Besides to make sure the paper's there when I sit down on the toilet? Um, (laughs) I think to learn to trust the universe and not always try to control everything. I think this is a very powerful piece of good wisdom and advice. Name a personal habit that you'd like to encourage our listeners to try. I think a good habit is to think about what your priorities are and then think of one or two actions that you can do every single day that are an expression of that priority and just to do it regardless of the mood you're in that day.
3: Beautiful. So, what is your morning ritual like? What do you do during the first
2: two hours of your day? I don't have one that's every single day. Sure. A lot of times, what I'll do when I wake up is I know that I'm in a very open state of consciousness. And so, since I'm working on my new book, I will dream or brainstorm about any ideas. And the Muse often comes, and I have the notes section on my phone. I turn off the airplane mode so that it actually is alive, and I will just channel 10, 20, 50 different ideas that I'm going to want to access into my notes. I do some exercise. I usually meditate. I uh, stretch. I do some yoga and that's the opening for my day is brainstorming, dreaming, yoga, meditation, and uh, exercise. So what's the most inspiring book that you've ever read? Most inspiring book. It's funny. I just came across a book I would read years ago, and I loved it because it was exploring mysteries. I'm just a big fan, not of mystery books, and but books mm. that explore the mysteries and wonder of reality and consciousness. And uh, this book was called Gifts of Unknown Things by Lyle Watson. And he's a biologist who is willing to see things and note things that other people tend to want to overlook. And because he's willing to explore these things, he has many, many discoveries that other people would just uh, walk by. And I just found it very inspiring. So I'll definitely have this in the show notes. Action Tribe to access
3: today's show notes. Visit my 7 forward slash 130. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 130. So Richard, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an honor to have you on our show and I love the stories, the insights and the ideas that you've shared with us and I'm sure our listeners would agree as well. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're grateful for today and tell us the best way
2: we can find you. Well, first I'll say the thing about finding me, which is at quantumtouch.com. And I'm incredibly grateful to be so honored as to have made the discoveries that I'm making in my new book and these the new discoveries that will allow us to move past the spiritual materialism and change our identity as human beings. So, thanks a lot for sharing that. Action Tribe, if you have listened so
3: far, it means that you're really, really curious to transform your life and know how the world works around you. And I know that you're committed to taking action. And that's the reason why you're listening to this episode in the first place. So, in order to learn more about the mysteries that surround us, go to quantumtouch.com. I'll have the link in the show notes as well. And also, I'll have the link to Richard's books so that you can go on Amazon or any other platform and get your own copy so that you can transform your life. So Richard, thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about the power of energy healing and the power of quantum touch and taking us one step closer to a human revolution.
2: Aditya, it's been a real honor and pleasure to spend this time with you.
1: Seven chakras go to my S-E-V-E-N, download your free gift get inspired and take action transform your life today